Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Welcome to another episode. Hope you have had an amazing week. Now, if you've listened to the show over the last number of weeks, you'll have recognised that in between the interviews that I've had with some incredible guests, I love to also do some solo shows, which is more like a teaching episode, if you will. And one of the topics that I'm covering in the teaching episodes is around the topic of customer relationship building funnels, especially for coaches and consultants. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had an episode that covered five pillars to an optimal customer relationship building funnel, specifically again for coaches. And if you haven't listened to that show, I will add a link on the show notes Go back and have a listen to that because it builds on you know some of the areas that I know many coaches, including me, when I first started my business many years ago, that we struggled with. But once we get these things in place, these five pillars, we can start to build the momentum we need to build visibility as an influential trusted authority in our industry. We're able to generate leads with our ideal clients and as we continue to share information and insights along that customer relationship building funnel, it's going to enable you to enroll your dream clients with far more ease because the, the relationship that you've been building with your new lead, your new connection, is not just building know, like and trust, you're also also positioning yourself as the coach or the consultant versus just a coach or a consultant when your ideal client is ready to move forward. Now in that particular episode I also shared some key statements that I want you to ask yourself when you're thinking about your business and your current customer relationship building funnel or maybe you don't even have much in place or it's it's not streamlined, it's not cohesive, it's not joined together in a, in a way that's really building momentum but if you haven't had an opportunity to go and listen and go through those statements again go back and have a listen to that show but before I go on today you may be thinking oh Anne-Marie you know what when I hear that word funnel I shudder and you're about to stop listening because you think this is not relevant for me and look I get it you know another word that I really loathe is hack And the reason I don't like that word is because it's not aligned with the reason that I got into business, that I opened my coaching practice in the first place, which was to be of support and service to my clients. 
you know, I started my business to share my expertise, to share my knowledge with my clients so that they could finally achieve the goals that they dreamed about for years sometimes, but they'd continue to struggle to achieve and therefore through my knowledge, my my wisdom, my expertise and my support, they were able to achieve those goals far quicker and with less frustration. However, when I think about the word funnel, when I think about the word hack, which I still kind of don't like the word hack that much, but when it comes to the word funnel, I realised that, you know what, when people talk about funnels, specifically when I talk about funnel, I'm talking about a set of strategic steps, strategic steps that I could put into place to support my ideal client because I was helping them to get clarity as to why they were stuck, along with insights and information to help them to come to an empowered and informed decision. I was helping my clients. I was supporting them because when I had the right pillars in place, the right steps in place, the right insights, the right information in place in my funnel, it would be of service, it would be of support to my ideal clients as I continue to build know, like and trust with them. So in today's episode, I want to dive a little bit deeper into why your customer relationship building funnel, the strategic steps and insights and information, why they work so well when you have all of the five pillars in place correctly. And again, if you're thinking, Anne-Marie, what are these five pillars? I'm not going to go through them again today. I might hint at a couple, but I want you to go back and listen to that episode, Five Pillars to an Optimal Customer Relationship Building Funnel for Coaches. All right, here's the first reason why your customer relationship building funnel will work when you've got all of the right pillars in place correctly. Number one, it provides clarity for your new contact, your lead, someone that has just stumbled across your information. Have you heard the premise that says something like this, that your ideal clients, they don't lack information, they lack taking action on the information, which really means that there's so much information available online and and from other sources that your ideal client could quite easily solve their challenge on their own. So the reason that they continue to struggle is not because of lack of information, it's because of a lack of action. Well, guess what? I kind of disagree with that statement. I'm an action taker. In fact, when I'm listening or I'm reading or watching specific information, my brain is actively already mapping out what I need to do to get that information into action in my business. But here's where the problem lies. I've never asked myself, is the information that I'm taking action on, is that relevant to me and where I'm at in my business? Do I know that it's going to help me because I've got gaps in my business in that specific area that this information is providing me with insights? Is the action that I'm going to take going to fill those gaps that are specific to my needs and that's specific to my business? And if I look at all of the things that I've worked on, and when I say all of the things, I mean all of the things. When it comes to providing clarity, 
It has to be relevant. Taking action on the information that I'm learning has to be relevant to me. And again, if I look at all of those things, I'd have to say the things that I had taken action on and in my business and all of the things that I've learned, if I was to ask myself, was it helpful? And to be honest, the answer would be no. I'd have to say that 80% of the action that I have taken was not relevant to me, which relates back to one of the points that I made in my five pillars to an optimal customer relationship building funnel, where I shared it was a right tactic. So the tactic itself was right, but it was the wrong timing for the stage that I was in in my business. So yes, there may be a plethora of information that is accessible on the internet, which your ideal client can can access. But here's the thing. This is not where you and your expertise comes in. Your goal is to help your ideal client get clarity on where they're stuck, why they're stuck, along with a streamlined set of steps that they can get into action, but the right steps to help them move forward from where they are at right now. So clarity on the right steps, the right action steps is the value you bring. And that's what you should be focusing on when you're mapping out the steps and the information that you want to provide your new lead in your customer relationship building funnel. It's so important. You provide clarity on the right information, the right insights to where your client is right now so that they know that when they do take action it's going to be on the right things so it's not talking about you know um, the right tactic but wrong timing for them you're providing them with the right information to be help them get, get clarity on what they need to take action on all right that's the first reason why um, your customer relationship building funnel works so well when you have all of the five pillars in place correctly. Let's have a look at number two. Number two is this, the content, the information, the insights that you share in the customer relationship building funnel challenges the status quo. So if you're continuing to share valuable insights and information for your ideal client within your funnel, You want to make sure that you're not just sharing what everybody else in your industry is talking about. The same old, same old. You want to focus on insights. You want to focus on hindsight, things that you learned. You want to focus on foresight. And foresight is really often gained through the hindsight uh, and insights that hindsight has given you. What do I mean by that? Hang back up there for a minute, Anne-Marie. Well, often the years of experience and knowledge that you have gained and being able to look back at what you've learned, look back at what you've experienced and then being able to take those lessons and forward project to see what's happening, you know, in your industry and with your ideal clients. You can gain an understanding of what your ideal client needs to have in place to be able to help them build the momentum and um, continue to move forward in the best possible way. And the only way that you can gain that insight is through 
hindsight is to look back. Uh, you know, often when I worked in the career industry, we would talk about behavioural interviews and what they meant. What was a behavioural interview? And a behavioural interview was structured in such a way that determined um, how someone would be able to handle a problem or a challenge or be able to complete a project in the future based upon how they would ha- have handled it in the past. And that's what we were looking for and when you're looking at your coaching or consulting business right now many of you are the value that you add the incredible value that you add that someone else in your industry just could not offer is because of the longevity that you've had in experiences whether it be in in this industry now that you're working in or a previous industry that you're been working in let me give you an example as you may know I've had decades of experience in the career industry very much around personal branding positioning yourself uh, you know um, out in the marketplace ahead of all of the other job seekers the other applicants being the candidate versus just a candidate I use a lot of the principles and things that I learned many years ago and how to position yourself to stand out from the crowd, get noticed, get hired, get paid what you're worth. I use and leverage all of that knowledge and experience now when I'm working with entrepreneurs and businesses, coaches and consultants to be able to stand out, to be heard, to be seen as that influential voice. And so those de- that decade and plus of experience in the career industry has given me knowledge and expertise um, that I can offer my ideal clients and my journey and my, my certifications and my experience, my awards, all of that adds value up to who uh, I am and what I can support and how I can support my clients. So don't discredit your previous experience, even though it may not necessarily be in the industry that you're now working in um, or with the clients that you're now working in. There, there is relevance there. You've just got to pin, you know, pinpoint the golden nuggets. And that's one of the things I love doing with my clients pinpointing the golden nuggets which are right there but that they don't necessarily see. We don't often necessarily see that in ourselves, do we? So I want you to do that um, when you're thinking about your previous experience and insight and hindsight that you can bring as foresight into your industry by challenging the status quo and being able to position your clients for success in the future. Because it's you, you're drawing on the wisdom and the knowledge that only you can bring through the longevity in your industry and that matters. You need to showcase that as you build know, like and trust. And this goes a long way in building your reputation as the coach versus just a coach when your ideal client is ready to move forward. And I call this uh, your thought leadership collateral. Now, you may be asking yourself, okay, when you talk about status quo and me having to challenge that status quo, what what do you mean? Well, status quo just really means the current state of affairs in your industry. So how many businesses or even industries are happy doing what they've been doing for many years? That old saying, if it's not broke, why bother fixing it? However, something may not necessarily be broken, but you know what? It could certainly do with a tweak or an improvement here and there. Now, maybe, just maybe, you've been able to come up with a new approach. 
that is challenging the status quo of your industry, share it with your ideal clients. Tell them why this new or tweaked, changed approach is so important. Let me give you a couple of examples because it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to completely reinvent the wheel. You may just change a little bit of the wheel that makes an incredible difference for your client. So an example of me challenging the status quo when I was in the career industry. Now, quite a number of my colleagues and the industry, in fact, here in Australia, were saying how important it was to have face-to-face meetings with clients. You couldn't have coaching sessions over the phone or via email. And back then, just to let you know, I mean, I know I'm aging myself, but Skype wasn't even invented back then. And for some of you, you may be thinking, what's Skype? Well, it doesn't matter. It's just a technology that will enable you to communicate with someone um, via your computer. So it wasn't by phone, you were using your computer, VoIP technology, similar to Zoom. Now, I now use Zoom for a lot of my meetings too. But back then, many of my colleagues were saying, oh, Anne-Marie, no, you, you can't do that. However, I couldn't see why this wasn't possible because I had colleagues in the US who were doing that. So you know what I did? I went and I hired a coach in the USA to be able to support me and the rest is history, as they say. And I began working with clients not only across Australia via phone and email, I also had clients in the USA and other countries as well. Logistics, distance is not an issue with the technology that we have at our fingertips now. Isn't it amazing that we are able to support and impact and influence people around the globe with our message, with our expertise, and we've got the technology to be able to support us in doing that right from the comfort of our own offices. And I've got a home-based office, so uh, that's even better. So I then started using audio recordings as well as part of my work with clients back in 2005. And eventually that led me to starting up my first co-hosted podcast in 2008. Now, by the way, we didn't call it a podcast then. I think we called it online radio show or something like that. And you know what? People for years, my colleagues would say, and people that I would meet, what's a podcast? What's a podcast? Who listens to podcasts? Why bother? What, why are you doing that, Anne-Marie, every single week without fail? Who's listening to podcasts anyway? Well, you know what? I have to chuckle to myself every now and again when I think back to what people would say to me because I wonder what they'd say now. So the moral of the story is this. Along with challenging the status quo, never let anybody tell you that something can't be done or shouldn't be done. You know what? Go and do it, get really good at it and then who knows, years later, maybe those same people who boo-hooed you and told you not to do that may just come back and ask you if they could work with you so that they become clients because they want you to show them how you did it. So wouldn't that be wonderful? So never ever let anybody tell you something can't be done. If you really know in your knower that it is something that um, has merit and just go out there do it and get really good at it all right that's number two challenge the status quo the third point that I want to share that will enable you to realize why your customer relationship building funnel will work so well for you when you have all of the five pillars in place is this 
We must be cohesive. When it is cohesive, it works really well. So when something is cohesive, I looked this up in an online dictionary and it said it is a united whole, something that sticks together literally or figuratively. And a synonym for the word cohesive, which I really like as well, is harmonious. So when you think of your entire customer relationship building funnel, including all of the insights, the information that you share, the resources that you may also put into uh, your, your funnel and the insights that you share, they must be cohesive. They must be harmonious and working together perfectly. One pillar leading to the next, one insight building upon the previous insight that continues to lead your prospective client, your new lead, along the customer journey in a cohesive, unified, harmonious way, positioning you, your program as the coach that your ideal client wants to work with versus just a coach when they're ready to move forward. You can do that with cohesion with harmony, being unified or not. (laughs) So are the pillars in your current customer relationship building funnel, are they cohesive? Does one piece of content continue to add value to the previous one? Does it challenge the status quo with regards to the information that you're sharing in comparison to all of the other coaches uh, in your industry? Does it bring fresh insight? Does it bring ahas for your prospective client as they continue to learn more about you, your program, and how you can help them? And does it continue to validate why you, why your program, and why right now? And you know what? It should. It really should. I've shared a previous example And I want to share it again where one of my clients was not cohesive in the customer relationship building funnel that she was creating. And hopefully through this example, it'll give you some more clarity around what I'm talking about as you're starting to think about things that you can incorporate into your funnel. Now, a client I worked with was expanding her mortgage broking business and she wanted to expand her services by becoming a financial coach and being able to support her clients in finding savings in their current budget, which they could put towards their mortgage so they could pay off their debt far quicker, cut many years of their mortgage repayments. Now she was able to successfully build interest, she was able to build intrigue for her ideal client to want to find out more through the message that she was sharing, the content that she was sharing. However, the opt-in, which was pillar two in her customer relationship building funnel, it wasn't a quiz or a resource that would have had them start to look at various areas where they could save money in their budget, which would have been valuable for her lead, but also be able to continue my, my client to showcase her expertise along with her promise of value and promise of expectation. So the value, what she could offer her clients and promise of expectation would be, in this case, cutting years off their mortgage and thousands of dollars off their mortgage to become homeowners far quicker. So instead of providing a resource that would allow them to do that, she gave them an ebook that her bank had given her. And this ebook included bank jargon, 
and bank terminologies and pages of terms and conditions, you know, the ones that, that, that I'm talking about that you kind of your eyes glaze over when you read over them because it's just, you know, words and words and words and words that just kind of fly off the page into your face and you think, oh my goodness, what are they talking about? So this ebook and the information contained in the ebook and the language, all of that was, was not cohesive. And it certainly wasn't harmonious, nor was it aligned with the message that she'd shared in her content, which was, hey, I'll save you um, time, money and years being able to pay off your mortgage. It was just a lot of jargon and confusing jargon. In fact, giving that ebook was the opposite to being cohesive. It would most likely cause confusion and probably even more overwhelm with all the jargon. And you know what? Confusion and overwhelm are not words that you want your ideal client to use when they're describing your customer relationship building funnel and the information that you continue to provide them. So make sure it's cohesive, it's relevant. Which leads me to point number four. When this is in place, your pillars to your customer relationship building funnel will work very well for you. The information, the insights, all of that have to be consistent. So similarly to the importance of your information, your insights and the overall funnel that you're creating, that it needs to be cohesive, we've already spoken about that previously, it also needs to be consistent. So let's take my example client that I shared with you earlier, the mortgage broker who is expanding her services as a financial coach to help her clients pay off their mortgage much quicker. Let's talk about some information and topics that would be consistent for her. Now imagine she'd provided her new lead with a quiz, which was pillar two, to ensure consistency in the information that she continued to send out uh, to her new contact in the email sequence that she sends them, which by the way is pillar three of your customer relationship building funnel, imagine the topics that she shared in that follow-up email sequence included topics like this. Common mistakes that she sees new mortgagees make when it comes to their budget or maybe lack of budget that could add years to paying off their mortgage. Or what about this topic? This is relevant. This is consistent. The mindset change you need to make when it comes to the word budget. I mean, I don't know about you, but for years, that word budget was like a dirty word for me. And I'm pretty sure that my client would have prospective customers who also don't really like the word budget and therefore struggle um, to even come up with a strategic plan to be able to even have a budget that they can use. So that would be a relevant and consistent topic. Here's another one. Five quick tips that can easily slash hundreds of dollars a year off your mortgage and years off your entire mortgage. That's another consistent topic. Or this one, where to find instant savings in your weekly grocery bill, which many households neglect. So you can see from the various topics that I shared that they were all relevant to helping families save money and to being able to pay back their mortgages far quicker. The message is consistent and it's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how my client can support her clients. It's consistent. Now imagine if the information she shared was completely off topic or not relevant to what her new lead or her new prospective client that you know he or she had just indicated that they were interested in learning more about. 
They'd put up their hand. Yes, I want to learn more about how to save thousands of dollars and years of paying off my mortgage. And then for my client to send emails out to that person who's just put up their hand that were interested in finding out more information about how to pay off their you know, mortgage far quicker. But it was about a completely different topic. The consistency of information would not have been cohesive and would most likely have had this new lead unsubscribe from their emails because they just weren't relevant for them. Now, another benefit to having consistent information is this. When your information is written well with consistent, valuable information, this then helps with point number five. And this is that your customer relationship building funnel with the insights, the information that you've shared is compelling. Each piece of content, each interaction, each touch point that you include in your customer relationship building funnel should be adding value and continue to position you and your program as the choice versus just a choice when your ideal client, your dream client is ready to move forward. In fact, the thought of working with you to achieve their goals is not only exciting because they can see themselves and that promise of value that you've been sharing in the insights and in your follow-up emails and other resources that you've been providing, the promise of value, the promise of expectation, they can grasp it. It's right there and they cannot wait to start working with you and implementing the right action steps to get them building the momentum that they need to achieve their goals. And you've successfully showcased your expertise, promise of value, promise of expectation and it far outweighs the thought of them doing it on their own because everything that you've shared your carefully worded emails the value you've provided in every aspect of your customer relationship building funnel has confirmed why you why your program and why now because with you your expertise and your support, they'll be able to achieve their goals much faster with reduced frustration and overwhelm and all of that time and money. And that is why you are the coach that they want to work with. So that was a lot of information, but I'm hoping that you can see just how well your customer relationship building funnel, when it's put into place correctly can work beautifully for you when it provides clarity when it challenges the status quo when it continues to be cohesive when you continue to be consistent in the topics and information uh, and insights you share and continues to compel someone to recognize that with your support rather than doing it and struggling on their own they're going to be able to get there much faster with reduced frustration, time and money. And that's why you are the coach they want to work with. I hope that through listening today that you've become excited when you think about that word funnel and realising that the funnel is you walking alongside a prospective customer when you're not even there through the emails, through the content, through the resources, through the insights that you continue to share that is available to them, helping them Um, and empowering them to make an informed decision. 
and positioning you as the coach versus just a coach when they're ready to move forward. Now, if your customer relationship building funnel, or if you think about that, think, on oh, what funnel? I don't have anything in place. It's all over the place. Well, if whatever you have in place is not building visibility for you, it's not generating leads, and it's certainly not supporting you in enrolling your dream clients, and you're not sure why, well, this is something that my team and I can support you with. A good place to start is booking in a time to chat with me. Let's see how best we can support you and where some of the gaps are in your existing customer relationship building funnel. Or if you don't actually have anything in place, you'll know exactly what you need to focus on first. All you need to do is uh, book in at annemariecross.com forward slash let's chat. Let's book in a time and I look forward to speaking with you soon. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.